evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? everyone, it's Angry Depression Hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Bad Show. Uh, this is the week of July 25th. This is Anything Goes, and uh, if you're joining us, uh, hey, thanks for listening. This week, there's been a lot of big events in the news. We'll be covering that. We also have a guest in this week. J.P. Nathan is doing a comedy fest, and it is called, Christina, say it. Um, it's called the Cottage Country Comedy Festival. Right. And you did it last year, right? Yes, I did. Actually, Dave did one of the I parts. There's two parts yeah. last yeah, summer. Right. Dave Super... got so hammered, he got locked out of his room and laid on the Fun ground. Times. Yeah, I think you Fun times. I didn't get locked out. I just forgot my key. Uh, <laughs> that's what you say. No, that's what happened. Well, there's always another side of every story when it comes to Dave Martin. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, so, obviously, the uh, the biggest news of the week is what happened at the Batman showing in Colorado. And uh, I, I don't even know what the death toll is now. Is it up to 25, is it? Or? No, I think it's still at 23. But 23. we should mention it. And just uh, we should mention the, the timeline of the show is we do record this show on Monday. Yes. And then it airs on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, I hope that this topic has not been uh, completely beaten to death. But uh, Probably will uh, be. But, yeah. Well, it, it, probably, it already is. It's just that, I mean, they're talking to people, they're talking on Fox News. They they talked to a woman that bought a soda in the same store as the shooter, uh, the, like, a minutes before the, the he drove off to the uh, fucking uh, movie theater, you know? Right. I mean, they're just getting the, all these ridiculous eyewitness accounts, and they're, right. and they're making this guy famous, which is what he always wanted. That's he the root core of, of everything that he wanted, and, you know, and he's calling himself Bane and the Joker and all this crazy horse shit, and it's just, they're, they're giving these people exactly what they want. I mean, I you know what? I mean, they could easily wrap it up in 15 minutes and not talk about it it as much as they are but they're they it's all ratings so it doesn't you know the, the more it bleeds the more that they're going to talk about it i just hope there was ice at that place where he bought pop i mean i hope it wasn't that the thing that put him over the fucking edge <laughs> he, there was no ice machine and no ice and then he's like Fuck not this. enough cheese on his nachos exactly and he got pissed. i'm gonna take this in my own hands oh my uh, you know it, it's it's a it's crazy i do agree with you dave that they are giving way too much time and, and energy into it because that's exactly what he wants and uh i mean what else can you do uh, people want to know why it happened I guess. I mean, it's the guy's fucked up. That's it. I mean, caller. What was the uh, the school shooting? Columbine. Columbine. Right. They they milked that to death as well. So hopefully, you know. It, and now what's really weird is now they're tying it to the whole fact that Batman didn't sell as many tickets this weekend. It only made 160 million this weekend instead well, of I the think, estimated who 200 cares? million. That should be the least of the problem. Exactly. That, that a movie didn't make enough money right. should be the fucking well, least right. of the problem. I also don't think that the movie studios are are, are uh, giving out all the numbers that they could as far as how much money that movie made because it just it looks like they're sort of uh, yeah. not paying respect to the people that died. Right. So they're not giving out as much numbers as they are and. Uh, but I, I just and, and also a lot of people are like, oh, this is going to be a, a chance for uh, all this uh, brand new gun control to uh, you know get po- uh, passed through the Senate. And I mean, there's right. more uh, I, yeah. there's more automatic weapons, sort of uh, you know, not cutbacks is not the right word. I have but, noticed but more a lot restrictions of, my, yeah. of, uh, of uh, accessibility to uh, firearms. I have noticed a lot of my American friends posting things on their Facebook walls and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, talking about how easy it is to get a gun in America. Of course. Yeah. Well, and, and, and uh, what I think is the most ridiculous is when, when people always keep bringing up the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. It's sort of like, you know, I mean, when they wrote that, when and I think the Founding Fathers were pretty naive.
naive and fucked up about what the world would eventually become. They had no idea that of a, a concept of an automatic weapon, and uh, they have they have like a. Yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous that 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 they, people want to just latch on to what these old white men who uh, you know were very cool with slavery, but right. uh, you know uh, that they, they people don't want to give up their guns. But it's like you know what self-respecting hunter needs an AK-47 to uh, to shoot a deer or an elk right. out out in the forest. Well, and- the guy who doesn't want to shred the meat when it's done, it's already shredded, so that's why he uses an AK-47. Just mm-hmm. cut it up, it's already in pieces, right? I, it's oh, less. It's less hacking up. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You but know, I, I, I know. I, I just. I, you I say hate, money I, and butcher. Butcher. I, you don't have to pay I, a butcher I hate to cut this it up. waving of the of the Second Amendment when it comes to these things because you know when they wrote that people were defending their land, not their drug territory, or trying to become famous by shooting a bunch of people in a movie theater. Right. right. And, and apparently, I guess there was an issue of Batman from nineteen ninety six. Where the Bane, I don't know if the Bane character, right, but there was a character in that that shot a bunch of people in a movie theater. In oh, the yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And the last Batman movie came out, and Heath Ledger had just died. I feel like every time one of these movies comes out, there's yeah, some right. sort of a weird Something thing atta- like yeah. attached to it. Well, creepy. This weekend, uh, I was in uh, Vaughan, Ontario, where uh, comedy generally goes to die. Actually, it wasn't <laughs> so bad. It was uh, two shows, and uh, Dave Martin was hosting, and uh, a comic that's been on the show was uh, was actually uh, featuring or middling the show. I don't know if we want to name him by name, do we? We just call him that Canadian guy. Yeah, that Canadian guy. He'll figure it out. And uh, he's been on the show before. He's friends to the show. Um, but generally, uh, what happens when you're selling merchandise at a show, uh, the middle act would always ask the headliner if it's all right, if you're both selling. And I've always said, that's fine. Uh, of course, that Canadian guy didn't, but that's fine, whatever. But he was selling T-shirts that he had made. And uh, that morning, and he didn't really know what had happened in Colorado, so he had made these T-shirts that say Bat Fan A, and it's got a weird kind of Canada logo bat on it, and he was selling these T-shirts after the show. That's fine. It's all it's all good, but it was the way he sold them. Dave, do your impression of how, how that guy sold the well, shirts. Well, he was standing right beside a, a, one of those old-time popcorn you know, uh, making machines, and he was just yelling out. He was like a carnival barker. He was yeah. like, T-shirts, get your T-shirts here. I got an was... extra large. <laughs> but it was just, A, it wasn't even a good Batman design, which, you know, brings up another question of, like, what do you do when a friend of yours has a genuinely shitty idea yeah. and they want to get an opinion about it? It's like right. there's two. There's another guy, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say his name, but he's trying to pitch a, a, a game show, and I've seen the video for it, and it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible because you can't play along. Yeah, uh, I thought so. Uh, his initials are uh, His, his initials that? are his uh, name L-M. Is- That's his name. Well, no, no, because she, she mouthed his name, and I was yeah. I was like, I yeah, you got did. it right. Um, I love the comedy. Of, uh, I've got it, the DVDs, the eight tracks. <laughs> it was just a shitty, shitty idea of a, for a game show because you can't play it at home. You don't it's give too, a shit too about. Too complicated. It's too complicated. And what? And what? They want to give away five million dollars on this game show? Like what? Give, game show gives away five million bucks? And I don't know. Watching strange. I think it was just blown. It was just beaten to death with deal or no deal. And popcorn. Ha- get your t-shirts. He, he literally <laughs> yelled out, "T-shirts here!" I'm like, you know what? This is just pathetic. I actually packed up my merch and said, Dave, let's get out of there first night. I just was like, I don't even want to sell my merch. I after mean, after sales were were done, too. Well, I no, do have to no, say- I packed it up before that when still right. people were there. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Let's go. I do have to say, because of I because I don't make a lot of money as a comedian, I actually kind of want to get into this sell merchandise after yeah, the show yeah, game. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. you do make a little more money. Like sure I'm working do. on a little uh, yeah. best of tweet books with a- Brian Hope right now and I can't wait to sell those because even if I only make like an extra 20, 30 bucks after every show 
there's no, there's no, there's no loss of dignity or no shame in selling merch. In my opinion, it's how you do it. If you're gonna sit there and go table to table with your merch, which another Canadian comic has done, it's pathetic. Uh, That was, you know, hey, buy my DV, my my CD, table to table. He's sober and a cancer survivor. Yeah, well, there you go. He's (laughs) he's Canada's George Carlin. Someone said that he said once. Anyways. The bottom line is it's how you do it. It's right. like, I, I I got no problem with Glenn selling merch. He was one of the first guys I saw do it, and it was fine. But you know what? When you yell at all like a carnival barker, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. And I almost wanted to yell popcorn the second night I, I, I told Dave I was going to do it, but he beat me to it. So when, when Glenn went, T-shirts. I before, yelled at a big, come on, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> it was perfect. Everyone's like, oh, okay. I just, veterans should have more respect, and it's just, it's Self-respect. Like, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they should have, we should have more respect for Form, but that's you know you have to behave yourself to you should yeah you, you know what I mean yeah we all know there we go yeah now I just uh, but it's it's how did, I I didn't have the heart to tell uh, that Canadian guy that this logo wasn't even I didn't good even the get the place. T-shirt it's not even whether I liked it or not I didn't understand it I'm like yeah. I looked at it I'm like I don't get it but okay I'm maybe I'm not that what did nerd it say guy again? it said it said bat fan and I immediately okay. thought of the guy that won the first season of Last Comic Standing <laughs> which I did not. <laughs> Sorry. I just I don't get it. It's just and it's, it's, it's hard to tell a comedian that you don't get his joke. Yeah. Right? I'm like, that's, There's yeah. lots of jokes I don't get by comics and audience members do, so I'm like, maybe I'm just not in on this joke. I yeah, don't but, know. but but usually you can see, okay, well I I think I know where that is supposed sure. to be funny. Right. But this was like it said bat fan A eh? and I was just like I don't, and then the logo of the bat was a Canada flag. It just it was weird. I'm like, fuck, man. Good luck with those shirts. But well, I only made 10 of them. And when he announced to the audience, hey, I just thought this up yesterday, yeah. and I got a bunch of them made, and, and now you're selling them for 20 bucks? Yeah. That's like, hey, I just scribbled this down on a piece of paper. It's like, not you're not fucking Andy Warhol. You're that Canadian guy. So shut the fuck well, up. And- Jesus, Dave is fucking angry. <laughs> Before we went to air, you were much angrier than that. Yeah, well, I know how to keep it in check. That's how it works. You guys fight like a cute married couple before you come on the air. Oh, that's cute. Now, uh, we were going to talk about strip clubs because you've been tweetering and tweetering and whatever you call it about strip clubs the last couple days because you were in Newfoundland. Yeah. And you went to a strip club in Newfoundland. Yeah, with a whole bunch of newfies. Yeah. If you've never done that, you should. It's a good time. Uh, You get pat down on every floor. No, honestly, to be fair, it was the only bar on George Street that didn't charge me cover. Yeah. So, been to that Free. one. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually it's actually nice. Uh, it wasn't bad. Everybody yeah. was fine. Like I said, like uh, you know, I didn't understand why they played so much rap music because clearly everybody in there looks like Bob Seger fans. Like they're yeah. all kind of like old. Uh, you know, but you can't pole dance to There's against like the a... wind. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could though. No, I don't you know. Have a try. Well, rambling, gambling man, you could do that. And there's a lot of <laughs> there's Bob... a lot of good Bob Seger fans. Like a rock in your pants. <laughs> you know, that's gold. The, uh, there's some there's some strip club gold in it. I guess. I mean, maybe they get theme nights at strippers at uh, the strip clubs, right? Because usually when I go to a strip club, the one thing I look forward to is the cheesy music because sure. I'm like, all the guys I'm with are gonna, Journey you know, they're gonna, they're gonna like rock. the naked girls, and I'm gonna be excited to listen to some Kesha and Pink. Do you know what I mean? Oh Usually. yeah. But I just think that a strip club is the one occasion where you should play the music that the audience wants to hear, right. not necessarily what you want to dance yes. to, right? Yes. Because I saw, you know, it's like you're you're going to get more uh, flies with Aerosmith rather than Kesha, you know? It's like uh, that, that was, that's the music that people want to, like Bob Seger fans in the audience, that's what they want to see. And we were in the Maritimes, they could have been like, shed no tears, you know? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. could have been uh, holy Which would have been a perfect song for a stripper, shed no tears. Really. Right. Like, I, I just, I, I like the idea of 70s, like, uh, have, uh, you 
still theme nights at strip clubs. Have a yeah, 70s, like 70s night. night. They have like but, girls okay. coming out. Let me, like, that'd full, be kind of fun. Girls coming out in like full bush and then they're rocking <laughs> out to like. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I so knew that was coming. Well, and then they then they could like dance to like you know uh, I don't know, fucking Todd Rundgren or something like that yep. or. Uh, or uh, who's a bad company? I don't know, mm-hmm. something else. But I mean, but yeah, they already do like bad Abba. company. Come on, feel yeah. like making love? Like, give me a break. But strip clubs used to be like the one of the few places where you could go and still listen to like really hard classic rock music. Yeah. and you just can't do that. Drink anymore. with dudes, <laughs> look and look at Vag. That's what no. all strip clubs are about. <laughs> they I, don't, don't take off their underwear in Evenland. No, no, no. Just just... no. Yeah, I love one I saw. Unless they were keeping it on to make me feel better. Maybe that was myself. like a health regulation know. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, or, maybe. Do you maybe think they let women in there to, to put the girls at ease? Do you think that like? Do you no. think? Why they let the women in for free? Yeah, why they let no, them in there because, for free? Well, obviously we're going to spend money on drinks, right? Sure. I mean, we're not going to. And dudes there. will buy them drinks. And dudes will buy them drinks. Yeah, exactly. And it's not. It's probably not our like number one choice for hangouts. Right. If a dude bought you a drink at a strip club, the first thing you should say is, "I'm not a stripper. I, I'm not a. I'm not a prostitute." Oh. That would be the first <laughs> thing that. I, that's if I was a prostitute. I, I would was be... with all friends anyway, so it was like. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they thought I was a stripper. Yeah. Well, if I ever buy you nachos, the first thing I want you to say, I'm not a whore. That's what I want you to say at a strip club. I'm not a whore. Why you buy me nachos? Any, anyone buying nachos at a strip club has got another thing coming. It's like going to a comedy club to eat. Wouldn't you feel like if, oh, you, got, if you got taken out to a comedy uh, club on a date and the guy actually bought food off of the menu, wouldn't you think this guy's a... What fucking low curtains. rent yeah, guy curtain. this guy is? Yeah, no, I nobody eats in comedy clubs. I mean, they do, but we well, shouldn't. Like I feel fries. like I've been doing comedy for like thirteen years. I think I'm eating. It's probably a comedy club there's like probably two less times. pubes at a strip club in your food <laughs> than a fucking comedy club. <laughs> That's true. Just bitter, pissed off employees at, at fucking comedy clubs serving food. <laughs> That's true. Um, one thing I didn't want to bring up last week we talked about the whole Daniel Tosh controversy. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but Louis C.K. was on the Daily Show. Yeah, did I you saw see that? that? Yeah. Did you see that clip, uh, Christina? No, it was actually very, it. very, very well done. So if anybody's out there and they're in your computer, make sure you check that out. I don't want to get into it too much, but Louis had a great take on it. Well, he basically uh, said that he basically said that like uh, uh, he was just on vacation watching uh, Daniel Tosh's show, and uh, he doesn't go on the internet when he doesn't have to. It's just like that's his vacation; it's getting away from the internet. And uh, then he so he he tweeted Daniel Tosh, and then it wasn't until the next Monday that he found out all these uh, you know all this story about uh, rape jokes were coming out and stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw Louis tweet at Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's what everyone was reacting to. Because he said, hey, a a good show. So all these people thought he was supporting Daniel at this time, but he was just saying good show. So now all these people are like, you're a rape apologist, and you're you're defending rape. And he's like, no, I'm just saying good show. I have no idea what had happened. And then, of course, he made his comment supporting, you know, jokes about rape and the Holocaust. And here's something very interesting. Uh, So last week I did an episode of the Ron James show, and I had to get my hair cut the day after because it was just fucking crazy. And uh, Shannon Laverty, who's been on the show, is my uh, hair cutter and uh, hairstylist, whatever you want to call it. She's mine too. Yeah, I'm, what, is, what is she working with? What is where's the what oh, styling? That's, that's can... what I mean. That's why I said I don't know what you fucking call them because I just okay. get one thing done. Anyways, uh, so a woman was paying, and, and Shannon went, oh, did you do the Ron James show? I said, yeah, I'm already done. I just want to get a haircut. And this woman turns to me. She goes, you know, I used to watch the Ron James show, and then he, he did a show, uh, a joke about the Holocaust, and I never watched it again. And she just turned and walked out. Like, she just wanted to make her point and get the fuck out of there. I'm like, don't Google me. 
don't Google me then. <laughs> I just kept almost yelling. I run the way out. I'm like, okay, wow. People have opinions and are not afraid to share them. Well, they're not afraid to share them, but then she, you said she ran away. Yeah, she so ran She off. was a little scared. <laughs> so, uh, okay, we're out of time. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about more things. And with our guest, JP Nathan's going to be sitting in here. I'm sure we'll be talking about some other news uh, items and other gold like strip clubs and pubes. Oh, cute. Uh, and buying you nachos. Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is stand-up comedian Pete Zedlacher, and you are listening to Skeeter and Sunshine in the Mornings on Q108 The Bear. Actually, you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack, Sirius XM Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey everybody, we're back from the break. And joining us in the studio in the hot seat uh, this week is J.P. Nathan, who's going to be doing a festival in a few weeks, and we'll talk about that. Uh, welcome to the show, J.P. Hello, everybody. Hello. Um, hey, J.P. Walkinshaw, Frosty. How's everybody yeah. doing? Oh, we're all well. doing fine. You saw the beginning of the show. Good, good. It's you listened nice in to, like yeah. a good guest yeah. nice on the other you. side of the glass. It was a little chippy. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. So before we uh, we had the break, we were talking about strip clubs and uh, Walkinshaw was uh, twittering about them. But Dave had a point. I guess there's a big controversy or something that's well, going on. Well, I don't, I don't know who. It's a, uh, it's, 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 a, a it's a news story. It's not news really story. controversial. Right. Actually, the, the, the second tier to the story actually is more controversial uh, in just in the sense that the uh, Canada has always been a big haven for many uh, Hungarian and Eastern Bloc uh, country strippers to come uh, in. Uh, and they could get visas to come and strip to uh, in Toronto or any, right. uh, good. Suppose anywhere. Yes, yeah, good. So they should, yes. Thank you, Darren. Yeah. And uh, and now they want to stop giving out those uh, uh, visas for uh, uh, girls to come over here and dance. And then there was this uh, sort of uh, idea that uh, could strip clubs uh, start going after the uh, the more t- the teen market, like you know, because you could strip at eighteen, nineteen, right. and uh, if they're going to go after those girls, and then they wanted to set up like uh, you know uh, booths at like uh, job fairs. You know, so could each strip club with a pole and they just press play on a ghetto blaster. Show them what you can do, honey. So, well, I don't think the audition process would be there. But it I think is it was so hard to get a visa to go to the United States. Are you yes. saying that it's so easy for foreigners to come to Canada and get a visa just for stripping? Yeah, yeah just yeah. Before, but these, these well, today, yeah. Sex that slaves, is kind of crazy. Like yeah. for even for us as but comedians, we need that must we be... need to be we we need to we're not allowed to take away a job from an American if we get an O one or whatever, right? right? We have to be especially unique in our. These girls are special unique. Have you seen them dance? <laughs> True. You they can't can dance. tell me there's not another ten hot girls in Canada who could do the same job that well, they're, they're not lining up. To do Maybe that. you guys aren't dating them, but there are guys out there dating girls that can do that. I'm well, I'm sure. sure they can, but do they want to? Right. I mean, would you want? Would you? What would it take for you to strip? I uh, bigger boobs. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm just, I no. Don't know. You could you could go in you could and you could make a couple that. of bucks. Sure. Definitely. I did see some flatties at the uh, strip club in Newfoundland, and I was like, yeah, represent. Fucking Newfoundland, put a wig on me and I'll get tips. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to be long away at sea for Fucking them to right. come back and, you know, just been Fucking drinking. Fucking right. I don't know. You'd have to be pretty fucked up and food yeah. poisoned to be. But wow, what would it take for you to uh, to be like, okay, well, I guess I got to strip now. Because I don't think these girls, co- these girls come to Canada wanting to take their clothes off to... Uh, to music and to for men at, uh, at in places they want where they to. Are. 
they well, want that's to. What, they that's what, passion in their life. I, I think it was more like they, they had no to, choice. They've been coerced. That's well, okay. Well, Frosty's got they a big grin it. on his face because yeah. he's enjoying that they've been coerced. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. 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 That's They're all like, coercion. That's get, part of, for some dudes, that is part of it. Not for me, but for some dudes, that is part of it. Whether they get turned on knowing that a girl doesn't want to strip? Shakespeare's in for me, too. Sex trade. She's a part of the sex trade industry? Some people get off on that. I'm going to go to the golden country of Canada, show my boobs to some Jan Arden songs. That's my dream. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that you you should or shouldn't aspire to that. I don't know how bad back home is, but Jan Arden sounds pretty damn good for where I'm standing. There's not a lot of jobs where you can make 20 bucks in three minutes. Yeah. So... I am I'm, a good mother, and look at my tatas. You know, <laughs> that's that's a that's a towel song. Yeah, but if it puts if it puts if it puts food on the plate, I'm sorry. I support our Canadian performers, whether they're naked or clothed. Actually, right. these are Hungarian. I but still feel like that's an industry where. Oh, girl, what, Canadian so the, girls could probably fill those jobs. Yeah, all well, I'm saying, if we're going to compare it to how hard it is to get a, do you think the Americans don't let girls in? The Canadian strippers are the unionized strippers of the stripper world, and these are like the non-union ones. Right. They work long hours. Right. They'll show up. And They'll be give you scared. a hand job and a special room. You can yell at them. So yep. Hungarian strippers. <laughs> you can yell at them. Yes. Oh, right, you sold. want. So these Hungarian strippers are like. Uh, you Mexicans for Americans? Is that I what guess that so, is? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. They're coming in and doing the jobs that we don't want for cheaper wage yes. and for longer hours. Do you right. want to work in a convenience store all day? No. That's true. Right? Well, I, do I don't like think popsicles. it's a matter of a convenience no, store No, but it's that argument of what but... job are you willing to do and what job you're not willing to do, right? In America, in the 90s, there was a lot of uh, black leaders in New York City that were upset that the Koreans were coming in and, and running a lot of variety stores. And the argument is, do you want to work in a variety store all day long for 20 hours a day? And a lot of people didn't want to do that job. So they're doing jobs that some people don't want to do. Same thing here with strippers, right? Yeah, well, poverty's poverty. It's not just Hungarians showing up and stripping. There's I know a lot of poor people from my hometown, actually. It doesn't even have to take poor people. It right. could be just the person with the big credit card debt. Sure. Right. They're in the big city, they're anonymous, and you know, a certain popular girl that went to my high school. Not right. to name names, but you know, she did. So, you know. And you could probably pay off a pretty uh, a credit card pretty quickly if you oh, if you want to strip. I mean, fifteen thousand dollars. Yes. It's not tax, Literally. you know. If, yeah. if you're not a drug addict or something like that, uh, hey, then, you can put yourself through school and then dance and then afterwards be a doctor. You can do that. <laughs> I, I, that's it's possible. Man. That's what they it's should totally be selling true. at a trade show at the fucking booth. I'm you sure can be that a they doctor do. in four years and you know eight thousand shaking your tatas. Just like the military. <laughs> yeah. Do it like the, you're right. Yes. Do it exactly like there should the military. be a fucking helicopter I'd coming probably... in, big video, big bump. Oh yeah, fucking right. I, I've I like always this. found that. Uh, like uh, strippers, escorts, military, and like call centers, they all kind of went together. Right. So you might as well promote them as such. You know, sure. the military, we can do this for you. It's like a scholarship. You can go to <laughs> medical school. Yep. You can take on that archaeology degree you've always been thinking about. That's right. Everyone's like, actually, no, I wasn't even thinking of that. <laughs> well, I imagine yeah. the lineup at that trade show, right? That's not really a, a lineup of dreams, but, you know, whatever. The brochure says such, right? Well, I think if you get into stripping and then you develop a meth habit and then you your teeth all rot out and then your stripper money turns to uh, you, you want caps for your teeth rather than whatever you started stripping for in the first mm-hmm. place. What about I mean, you? Well, I was just going to say, what about you boys? Like, either... JP, Darren, Dave, would you guys ever consider stripping to oh, work well, off that credit card debt? Uh, no, but I look disgusting. There's so. no market for it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not good looking enough. I know what I got. I'm not good looking enough to. And there's a lot of other shit that I could do before I would strip. But I haven't worked in a fast food restaurant either. So, and there's a lot of shit that I would do. It's all in the eyes when it comes to stripping. Doesn't matter what you. And got. there's no market for guys. That movie. I don't know what it says Magic about Mike. it. But yeah, Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. I, I don't know it. what it says about it. But there's no market for it. You it's know, true. You it's know, because different. all society is built on 
son chasing the girl. Like it's in every movie, every TV show when we, when we grow up. You know, so that's that's the whole thing with it. I guys just don't have that power to draw, you know? I, I, actually, I feel like I laugh harder at a male strip club than I do at some comedy shows. Oh, so. yeah. Well, it's just it's kind of funny. I don't know. It's it's not the same. Well, you're not either. as visually stimulated as men. We're not wired the same, you know? So you're not going to get it. It is funny to a lot of women. My grandma loved male strippers, though. Loved. Cute. It wasn't cute. <laughs> that's cute. It wasn't. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong she with it. She tried to but... rape them. Like, if she wasn't an older lady, I'm pretty sure she would be charged with sexual assault. The <laughs> things my mom described that she did. Wow. Don't worry, she's dead, guys. We could talk about her it's this okay. way. It's <laughs> okay. You know, so, but the stuff that she did, you know. Sure. And then there's, like, my mom, who just thought it was hilarious. She didn't, you know. It's a lower, it's a well, lo- smaller market. Well, I've always said, I mean, when women go the, to those clubs, it's like a celebration of their sexuality. They're em- they're embracing it and stuff. And if you go to the guy's side, you just hear a lot of grinding teeth and erections. That's all you hear on the on the men's side. It's like, there's no, it's, it's, Dave, it's, it's Dave different. Dave trained himself to know what an erection sounds like from another man. <laughs> That's what I love about that joke. It's well, like, you know, oh, there's one going I right hear there. Mine. Well, you know. Is that a cricket? No, yeah, that's yeah, an erection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to one in a long time though, because I've been living out in Alberta off and on for the last four years, and right. I, like, and it just—I mean, in general out there, uh, the the women are treated like awful, awful. Like, like I've heard stories of you know they huck toonies at them. Apparently. Yeah, oh, no, I, that's always, terrible. I always, like, I'm not thought that was a myth. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, strippers. let's explain because okay. a lot of a lot of Americans don't even know this. Who might be listening to the show? What they do in, in in Alberta, they don't do private dances. What they do to make their extra money is they will lie down and you can throw money at them. And one of the things that most people do is they'll take a loony or toonie and try to kind of hit them right in the cunt, like right, right in the cunt. You don't even do that oh, with no. a homeless person, right? Exactly. And then there's this. Well, you don't see a lot of homeless pussies exposed out on the street. Yeah, but I don't whip the change of the homeless guy. No. The guy I'm going to give it to you. Know? Yeah. Okay. Boom. You, you throw enough yeah. money at them, you'll see their pussy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> then some guys would light up there's this thing in the in the 90s and when i used to go and tour alberta they would light up their loonies and toonies well loonies at the time and get them they all get hot, and, lighter, get yeah. them hot and then throw them at their cunt and it would like go, ah and you'd hear like a noise and you're like holy fuck and then you know bouncers would come in and beat the fuck out of them but well, yeah. it makes sense and if you that, got it inside you got a giant scooby-doo it's not just <laughs> it's not just the sexism it's also the classism out there it's that whole poor person thing you sure. must have not have been working hard you right know? Hard enough or whatever, so you deserve this. If you haven't made it in this province, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's like in Full Metal Jack when they soap beat the fat kid. Remember that? Yeah, Yeah, it's like they're doing that. You deserve this, you whore, and you're poor. You know. Right. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I want to write my own movie of a year that I spent as a male stripper, and I'm going to call it uh, Frumpy Frosty. I think there'll be a a D straight to DVD, and uh, it's going to be beautiful. But see, I think women are much more judgy when it comes to the the quality of their strippers, and I think men are well. That's a much bigger sliding ruler as far as like because what women we women don't think they're gonna fuck them. Men still think there's a chance you can fuck them. That's why you think the hottest girl makes the most money at a strip club. No, the mediocre women make more money sometimes because every guy thinks they have a chance with her. They have no chance with the ten. Talk to the ones that are like a six or seven out of ten. They make a lot of fucking money because they think, oh, I'm one step above this fucking douchebag, and I can he's gonna take me home. So why were you putting them down when you were saying they're shaking their tatas and it's not a respectable uh uh you know job profession? I think that they I think there's nothing wrong with it in Wouldn't an ideal I, I world. Was, first of all, I was joking. I go to strip clubs. I got no problem with it. I'm not judging them, but for the sake of the show I made a little joke. But I don't care if you strip. I used to fucking pee on girls from the internet. Who <laughs> am I to fucking judge? Did you get paid for who, it? Yes. Who am I to judge? You I got dated paid a stripper. stripper. Eight years ago I dated a stripper here. Yeah. Well what was they're that like? People too. 
Well, I know that they're people. Of course well, they're people. Well, no, I know. Just, they could be animatronics. I would still be okay with it. <laughs> still like the Hall of President. Yeah. They would... when, when I broke up with her, it was actually, we went out for like six months, and it, she worked a regular job and was just laid off at that time. It was a regular person. Well, right. Besides being a little nutty, which was some of the interest. And uh, she confessed it after like six months. And then, you know, whatever. Well, she just we, went away for a couple nights every week, and you know where she went? No, or? no, no, no. She confessed that it was, like, years before. Oh, oh, not while you dated and her. The, okay. And the unemployment was running out. We broke up for a couple months. I come back, and she's in that world, and so then I'm, I'm like, hooked back into her life. Right. So I had to, like, I had to deal with it. You know, we broke up again after that and came back. It right. wasn't like I went and sought out a stripper to date. You right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, she got Happened. back into it. And then after a while, I just compartmentalized it. Like, I just didn't think about her there. And, like, you know, I had the usual, like, instincts of, like, oh, I want to go there. I want. She's like, no, just don't. Right. I'm broke. I just right. want out. And I think a lot of it, too, I mean, I'm sure she downplayed it. I just didn't want to hear it. That's all. After yeah. a while, you just don't want to see, don't want to hear. That's right. part of her life. Like she and, like, I don't sl- possess like- her. You know, it wasn't like... It's, I don't believe in that, like, you are you go out with somebody, I mean, they have that life, you know, but it's, I don't own her sexuality. Or, that's what I kind of learned from that crazy right. experience. And, and amongst... people are not necessarily there, you aren't, you aren't your job, right? You couldn't go out and do something and, and be an okay, you know, it's not like she is a stripper when she's just like walking through a mall or something like that. You well, know. it's it's a lot in common if, like, a lot of people get into comedy because they can't function in regular society, you know. So and she couldn't – she was a great person, you know, just just wouldn't get along in regular jobs. She'd excel really well and then, you know, piss off the wrong person, and then she'd be out of the job. And anyways, that's what happened, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I just – and the, I mean, we broke up a few times. It was – I mean, it was awful. We were both broke, like, basically. Right, it. right. And, she would go there and it was sort of like a hustle, you know. Yeah. I mean, she downplayed it, but I, I saw like when we go out to bars how she would talk to guys. She knew how to manipulate. She did it to my friends and it was hilarious because right. my friends would come up to me after and they're like, you know, I don't know if you want to know this, but I think your girl's got a thing for me. And I just laugh my ass <laughs> right, off, right? right. right? Well, but that's what strippers do. I mean, that's, she wasn't, that's, that's what they do. Well, she wasn't being a stripper. It was just her, just how she would like compliment right. people. She was right. very complimentary. And like guys that were very attention starved, like my friends, a lot right. of them, yeah, you know, comic. But I mean, friends they, or everything is is a game once you go through that door. And yeah. if they're good at the game, then they're gonna do well, and they don't probably won't have to do some of the scuzzier things that some of the girls that aren't so great at the game have to do to make money. That's the, that's part of it. I don't really go. That's part of the reason why I don't go anymore because it's. You know, like if there was any kind of illusion, it's I mean, been the curtain's shattered. been pulled back. It's all a sham now. It's, you just know that. Yeah. Well, it was just expo- like, and it wasn't just like I didn't. I knew a couple of other people like along the way. You know, doing like shitty open mics around Toronto. You yeah. know, like eight years ago. Sure. And just meeting like the fringes of society people. You know, and you just talk to them, and it just a lot of times it's just you know pragmatic. They're they have a fucked up life. They have the yeah. kid they can't pay for. They yeah. don't have any like college to get the. RN or whatever. The Hungarians they don't want to work at the call center. Yeah. Well, and I found too, like, because I worked the same jobs to, you know, support my comedy habit. I worked at call centers and whatnot, and I saw what they did to people there. They treat people like shit. Well, of course you know, they do. And, and then people just, they have about three or four of those, you know, situations. Their unemployment runs out or whatever, and from their legitimate job, and they're just like, fuck this. Some guys go into crime. You know, they deal right. pot or whatever, you know. That's, right. Well, I can see. Did you see Magic Mike, Christina? 
Yeah, I totally did. Like the first week it came out. <laughs> now, on. now would what you go, dealing with? Now, would you go out with a guy that was a male stripper after seeing Magic Mike and knowing all the shenanigans <laughs> that they could get up to? Because I know personally that I don't think I could go out with a stripper that if I knew that she was a stripper and that's how we met. I don't think it'd be. I couldn't build a relationship out of that because I knew that all the things that she might have done to me to get me to go off and, and lap dance and stuff like that. Um, not me, of course, personally, but she would be the lap dancer. But would you date a stripper? I, yeah, I don't have any patterns with the people I date, but I think that I, I wouldn't judge somebody for being a stripper. If they had to do it, they had to do it. And they, you probably have extra money for, like, buy me drinks and stuff. So. Yeah, but you wouldn't be suspicious <laughs> about, like, oh, man, if you could get, you know, this, let this girl tug on your cock or something see, like that. if you well, go see Magic Mike, you'll see it actually has quite a happy ending. Of course so. it does. Not oh. in a traditional <laughs> rub and tug sort of way, but. He really likes her in the end. Oh, yeah. Rock star. And then everybody got cum in their Did, eyes. Do you mean anal? <laughs> do you mean anal when she when you said that she really liked he really liked her in the end? <laughs> you have to go see it, Dave. I, I'm no spoiler alert. I'm just saying that you never know. Okay. Well, got, I, well, Berg gave insight on the whole male strip world. Remember with his act? Sure, and you yeah, talked. Yeah. I talked about it a lot with oh, him. Yeah, and they yeah, bang yeah. fat girls. He said they bang fat girls all the time. Was there banging of fat girls on Magic Mike? Uh, no, there was not. They skipped that part, eh? Of course no. they do. Yeah, they. It was like basically Matthew McConaughey going, "All right, all right, all right." Oh, lot, really? Right. They did so that? Was, yeah, he oh. was like dazed and confused no. all over again. I had some giggles. I don't Fuck know. You. I found the mute. I found the movie amusing. But all, all these women got all fucking horned up. They would go to Magic Mike, and then they'd actually go to a strip club in America, or yeah, they you know all that. Yeah, it's just. I weird. saw a Gay Pride Weekend, so then I actually went and saw Drag Kings, right? And right. I saw Drag Kings and Drag Queens. So I did have a full day of. Of exotic dancing. It was a pretty exciting day. It was a lot. A lot wow. Of, you can see what I do in my spare time, people, yeah. when I'm not here on the radio. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm All right, let's get off the strip club. So, uh, JP, you're in town. You're uh, living in Alberta now, but you're in town to do this comedy festival. And uh, what are the dates? I believe it's the 9th through the 12th. Let me just check the calendar. Check oh, this is Tyler Morrison's festival, right? Yeah. Awesome. He's a great dude. And yep. who, else is, uh, who else are you working with? Uh, there's going to be Wilmot there, Rob Pugh, Ron yeah. Sparks, Cal Post. Good times. Matt Billen. Matt Billen's doing it. Billen's going there. Um, I think, uh, uh, Billy Bob Joe Taylor. I'm drawing up. Dave Hempstead. Dave Hempstead. Dave Hempstead's, Hempstead's oh. going to be there. And, uh, yeah. And a few others, I think. It's That's a pretty a big, lot of people. pretty, uh, yeah. pretty big festival. And Tyler's actually going to be co-hosting next week with you guys because I'm not going to be here. I was going to say that. Oh, Tyler's yeah, going to be here. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Told me so, that earlier. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to have a, a full uh, amount of talk about the festival next week. But so this is you don't get to Ontario very often though, being out in Alberta. I'm I'm moving back soon. I Are think. you? Yeah, yeah. You is, just, it, is it just for the comedy? Uh, to move back? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, but I mean, I kind of liked going out there. I was supposed to just go out there for a spell, like in 08. And then I I just liked being able to go on the road right. and learn how to work the road without a million eyeballs on me. Like, sure. I felt that London yuck yucks and Kitchener yucks and all these places had. I just, I wanted to go fuck up somewhere and you can really do it out there. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that was smart. I, yeah. I thought that was an interesting point that you brought up. That like you felt that like you couldn't uh, experiment and uh, and really find your voice as much uh, when working clubs out here as opposed no to out there. No way. Yeah. No. And and it, the big risk was I kind of got carried away, and now I'm off the track a little bit, and I got to come back. Uh, but uh, yeah, like here, I just remember just trying out just little things that it would work at other like open mics the crowds or whatever or good shows and I tried at the yucks and it would get that mixed response as opposed to that kill that they always wanted right and they were like oh you know Jack would get mad or Mark would Mark also you know 
he Mark would like one set, but he would not like the other one that didn't. And it was just me just trying to find my voice. Now, I mean, I'm a lot farther along now. That was like my first couple of years. You sure. Know? So I think it's I important, you know, in your first five years, I, you know, some people disagree with me, but I think of the first five years, you should just go do as many shows as you can, not chase anything in particular. Uh, I mean, in New York and L.A., it's probably different. It's such a much faster game down there. But up here, you got to find your own voice, and there's only one way to do it, and that's the road. And and there's a lot of guys that just sit around in Toronto and wait for something to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, and I found, too, like, for a while there, there was a good bunch of shows in Toronto to get a lot of good, sta- you know, get yep. your stage legs. But I found that, like, you get surrounded by comics, and it's yep. the too many chefs. The too know, many cooks in the kitchen. Too many really. cooks, is that how that one goes? Yeah. And then And then you also have the fact that, You'll have your supporters that support you a little too much, and then you kind of get delusional a little bit. Right. Like I kind of, and then that would throw you. I found just the road was healthier, and out there, they just threw you out there. They're like, ah, do thirty minutes. You come off at forty. Eh, it's all right. Everyone's right. drunk. Right. Whereas here, they're counting each five minute step. Yeah. You know, and they're like, yep. oh, that last five minutes was a lot weaker than you know. Well, I mean, which is good. I mean, it tightens your stuff. I mean, there's there's pros and cons either way. Yes. Which is why I'd like to come back, but I feel a lot more comfortable now. Right, and you, you uh, I know we did a, a run up north in uh, Sault Ste. Marie and Sudbury, and and that. Are you gonna start doing some more of that on your own? Or are you gonna? What are you, What are your plans there? <laughs> well, that that's the thing too. Like when I did that run with you guys, like I, you know, I totally realized. I mean, there were some shows I did horrible on, and I realized like I don't really have road legs, and you guys did, and I felt you know ridiculous. But yeah, I always do shows up there. Like mm. I mean. I haven't been able there I mean it's I'm trying to cut back on the bar gigs too. I mean I just you get tired of dealing with bars, you yep, know. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh so I want to get uh, something going at the auditorium in my hometown. I'm thinking about bringing out Howie Miller because there's two reserves, two uh there's Rankin Reserve and uh Garden River and there's an auditorium right in the middle. Right. And they don't know like people from out west and that's the sure. crowd that they play to out west, anyways. Not just native yep. people, like, but you know, yep. blue collar, whatever, Sioux people. So, did you, did you? Because uh, uh, I mean, there is this sort of like uh, when you work a lot of clubs, there's always this sort of yeah, eye at the back of the room, and you feel like, oh man, I, I've got to kill. And so then sometimes people compromise their acts and aren't necessarily doing the material that they want to do because they want to please the crowd more than they want to please themselves. Now I think every good comic needs to find their voice and learn to please themselves on stage because you can't really deliver material that you don't believe in but sometimes when you're like oh man fuck i gotta kill i'll pull this shit out that i don't even like and yeah did you ever did you go through that when yeah, you were here well, and you didn't have to do that when you were out there well and i had way too much reverence for comedy you know like i started liking like getting into comedy like wanting to do comedy when i was in my teens i should have just came down there down here at that time in the right. 90s because it built up too much, and then it, I don't know. So when I would be on stage doing the the bits that worked, I could, like, you'd be in the back or somebody I, you know, admired be in the back, respected mm-hmm. one of you guys. And uh, <coughs> I and the, and I could almost watch it like how you're watching it. Yeah. I'm like, you, right. you know, and right. I'm like, and I'm acting right. out like a fraud, you know, and sure. I just feel yeah. like an idiot. I mean, yeah. it would it would do well. And the, and the thing was, that, like, I found that, like, the stuff I didn't like was doing the best. I know, I know that that is t- it's tough. It's always the way. There's a there's one story now. I don't know if even know if you remember this, but I do. I don't name you when I tell the story. Yeah. But it's always those moments when you see a new comic and you can always tell after they've listened to their first Bill Hicks album. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you were on stage at the Fox and Fiddle, which was a shitty, shitty open mic. It was yeah. downtown Toronto. Yeah. And a lot of comics would go and do their sets at Yucks and then walk over to the Fox and Fiddle to drink and eat cheap wings. Yeah. And 
and I remember, uh, uh, I think I might have been even doing a set that night at the at the Fox, but I remember you were up on stage, and you were kind of ranting about how there are no good bands anymore, man. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. no good music out yeah. in the world yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's all corporate <laughs> bullshit. And then, uh, and then there was just like, people were just throwing like, like just the names of good bands were being thrown at you. Like, so, yeah. hey, what about Green Day? And you were kind of like... Yeah, okay. I guess Green Day's an all right band. <laughs> no, it's like, no. What about the Chili Peppers? You're starting. No, I would I'm not right. say Green Day was. I okay, hate whatever. The, okay, whatever. Well, maybe. Yeah, I know what you mean. But bands were being yelled yeah. out, and, yeah. and it is that sort of like that's why sometimes a lot of Bill Hicks stuff, in my opinion, doesn't hold up anymore yeah. because there's just this mesh of like pop culture, and it just seems to be. I mean, there is a division between good and shit, but there's so much crossover now. I don't that, think it. It really. Did but but it, I don't think Hicks really went smoothly a lot of times. But I think he just had a spot, you know, some sort of clout with his talk show credits that he could do that. And there was more shows in the states at that time as the boom. But like, yeah, and that was the thing. Like, I didn't want. I wore my influences on my sleeve, you know, as we all do at the beginning. Sure. Right. Yeah, so and then, but I've been doing it in front of like you guys, and I, and I know that I'm, and I could just see it in your eye when I'm doing it. I'd hated looking in the back. I had to just go out west to get away from you guys. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, but uh, Dave wants to go out west right now. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. It's, it's a lot more out there than here sometimes. But what I'm saying is, is sometimes it's like I remember Kenny Robinson was one of the first guys who took me aside and said, you know, why are you trying to make the people in the back of the yeah. room laugh? Because uh, you know they're not paying for tickets yeah. and they're not going to come and see you next time. Yeah, they're only here because they're doing sets yeah. and uh, and or they're watching you mad about something. Well, that's why I loved watching your sets because you did play to the back of the room yeah. and the crowd was absolutely retarded. Well, you know, like, and then you'd see the next guy would come on and he'd ratchet his set down dumber, <laughs> dumber, and dumber. And you'd be like, oh, good Lord, you know, you would lob it over their heads. Well, I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying you did every time. Thing. No, but no. Dave still does really smart. But, I do it sometimes, yeah, too. Still, was, yeah. There were some references to the back of the room this weekend in sure. Dawn, wasn't there? Sure. And, you know, when I first started, I was heavily influenced by uh, Emo Phillips, and I had funny pants, and I was, you know, doing some, you know, weird, obscure stuff for the first couple of years. And a lot of comms would take me aside, and they're like, you know what? I like you, man, but I don't like your act. I want you to know that. And I had the same, you know, saying for everyone. I go, I don't give a fuck. I don't do the show for you. I do it for me. You, know, you do it for me, or did you do it? for them like I the do crowd. at that time I was still doing it for me I still do it for me and but at then that's the kind of comedy I wanted to do and I got tired of it so I changed it and I became more of a real me on stage but uh, I don't do my show for comics I don't give a fuck what no no think. but to, like when you said oh I do it for me were you yeah. doing it for you and the audience like what like did you think the funny pants were the, that the audience was digging on that well, they were digging my material, but it was pretty base stuff. Because I'm like, you know, first couple of years, very few comics have stuff that's mind-blowing. Most of it is base or stuff that's been said before. Is that online, the funny pants? Oh, I yeah. You talk about oh, oh, yeah. yeah I, I put this. everything in. I don't fucking hide from it. Can I tell a Dave Martin story really quick from sure. uh, like eight years ago? I, Dave? Yeah. Oh, I involve yeah. a waitress or anything? I don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> or Joe's boyfriend? I'm not even do. sure if I'm allowed. Uh, Dave, you did, a, you did a show with me in my hometown? Oh, right? yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, okay. Here's the thing. Like, I brought Dave... I, I got Dave because... Because uh, <laughs> no one else wanted to do No, no, I think Zedlacker backed out. Somebody backed out, but I I think, though, but I was like, I was pumped that you were coming, yeah. right? Because yeah. I really liked your comedy now. I was sure. like, I got Dave Martin, you know? Sure. And when I want to and, replace Pete Zedlacker, I think Dave Martin. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I had to work with what I had. Uh, right, no, I, I just mean but what, I was excited they're, they're, either way, I'm still and, here. and so I was, ex <laughs> I was excited. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring Dave. They're gonna get to see good comedy, and then you got there, 
And you didn't even you didn't even headline. You just like, do you want to just want me to go up mm. at the beginning? No, I'm like, oh, I I know I no, closed I that went show on, out. No, you did not go on at the end. I, not that I were. I remember you that did they, maybe five minutes at the end. I was that, like, Dave, I brought you here. No, to that close. is not true. No, I did. I did. That's my how time. I recall. Okay. That is how I recall. I recall that. Uh, I mean, I, you did your time. You did everything. You did, but you did I, an MC spot, and I was who, like, what? No, I don't know if I remember that because I remember that you did your joke about bankers jumping off the World Trade Center. Do you still do that one? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I remember, actually, I, one thing I do remember is uh, after I got paid for it, I was hanging out at the bar, and um, what was it? Uh, oh, and the bartender asked me if I was looking for any company, and I think he was trying to set me up with, like, a, a call girl. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and, and I was just, and first of all, I thought the guy was gay, and I was just be like, uh, it's okay, man, I don't really swing that way. He's like, no, 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 are you looking for a hooker? I was like, uh, first of all, dude, I didn't make that much money tonight. And second of all, <laughs> it was the it was so cold in Sault Ste. Marie that night, and uh, it, I, I just I couldn't even wrap my head around what that would even be like. Like or invite a hooker in, it, it, invite the hooker into the room, and then she just says, "Please, can I stay here? I have no where else to go." Well, and the the way the rooms were at that motel, so she'd walk in from the outside, you know, yeah. and you'd have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like an old sitcom, you know, yeah. with the, the the weather sounds, and then you, she would come in, get locked in, and then you would recall past episodes of the sitcom you were on together. That would be. <laughs> or I was like more like John Carpenter's time? The Thing, da, whenever da, someone wanted to da, come da. into the uh, military base, that the, the snow would blow in. But yeah, I do remember that, and uh, I don't recall it like being like that. But uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and I didn't. Th I think I was in my. Uh, I'm not going to do anything for my comedy now phase. And uh, right, long right. strings of bombing. Right. But, I think I oh, I would have loved your bomb, though. If you bombed, I would have completely supported it. And I kind of remember, didn't you go to Montreal in 05 yeah. for the Nasty Show, right? You were there for that, yeah, right? Yeah, see Stan open you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember you were there for that. Uh, that was the night that I kind of, you know, uh, some shit happened. And then uh, when I was in Alberta one time, uh, the comic was texting in the front row. You were there. So it's yeah. like, I don't want you to come to any more fucking shows because every time you show up at a show, some shit goes down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every it was time. Yeah, it was happening there for a while. The one in the last one was it was that was in 08. Yeah. You lost it. Oh yeah. Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. You would you, you you behaved yourself this weekend. You didn't lose it uh, on the crowd I'm at all. I'm done. I'm oh, done but there was the it. guy that said he didn't know who Hitler was. Yeah. Remember oh, the yeah. guy in the, in front, the front row? row. 30 He's lying. no, 22. No. 22 didn't know who Hitler was and uh he had no idea what I was talking about. And he wasn't like, you know, wasn't like, uh, how can I say this nicely? He wasn't like an immigrant, so English wasn't his first language. Couldn't understand what I'm saying. He was like a white dude, like kid, Gordy, fucking yeah. Gordy, didn't know who Hitler was. Yeah, I, that's, that's the future. That's actually, that's I, would be, future. I would be more surprised if someone, like a new Canadian who didn't know who Hitler was. Yeah, maybe, because they're be, smarter. I would be more surprised about yeah. that. But yeah, he, he, and he didn't know who Nelson Mandela was. Didn't know either. who Hitler was, didn't know who Nelson Mandela it's a happy was. future. Yeah. Hitler free future. Yeah, yeah, you know? sure. No N word. No, yeah. no Hitler. Until he starts trying to round up the Jews and someone says, "Hey, this has already been done before." It's a, hard, a lot hard. To, <laughs> it's a lot hard to separate them now. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Oh, I, I think know. it'd be a lot harder. Okay. Yeah. I just, well, you, you wouldn't if you saw Madonna on the street. You wouldn't be like, "Hey, what are you?" And yeah. getting the thing. Uh, not like I don't support that either. <laughs> in any way. But I, what I'm saying is that uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I always just use what I'm saying is is to segue whatever bad shit I know I shouldn't be talking about anyway. Right. Judah move. Yeah. 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 What uh, what uh, are you looking forward to the festival? <laughs> I <can't>. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's going to be festival. fun. There's a roast. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did one, yeah, we did one last year. Who's the roast for this year? 
It's a roast roulette, right? Where you guys all roast each other. Yeah, it's oh, going to okay. be madness. Oh, okay. That's how Tyler does it. He, actually, Tyler just contacted me. He wants to do an all-female uh, roast be great. roulette. Can you imagine how catty that would get? Awesome. It would get, like, really, people would cry. Yeah. By the way, so that's what we're trying to organize right now is an all-female roast roulette. Can I pick? Kathleen McGee, you, Rebecca Kohler. I right, think. they're totally, those yeah. are exactly on the yeah. list for yeah. sure. Yeah. Julia Lakowix, I said too. Well, Kate Davis. Well, I don't know if Kate's Kate there, Davis, Von Hagen. Oh, I yeah, want, like, Kate it has Davis to be there. combination. It has to get, like, I mean, somebody's going to cry on all females. Yes. yes. I'm not very girly, obviously, as we all know, but, like, somebody's going to cry. Tracy no. McDonald should headline that. <laughs> <laughs> she won't cry. Can you bring up, is there a line drawn in the sand of things that you can't talk about on a roast? Like if 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 there's going to be a roast for you, supposed to be. There's supposed to be, but a line on the roast. Well, I Morrison think your friends. Did. What was that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Morrison has drawn some lines. We've gone over some stuff. Oh what, really? Those lines. Can you say uh, what can't you say? I can't say. I'll okay, because they're lines, Dave. Year. You got to talk to him next week. Lines. We're going to talk to him. Ask him about the lines next year. We hear year. your draw yeah. lines now. Or your roast There should be no lines at a roast. No, no. there shouldn't only, be. But well, the underlying thing is you only roast the, the ones you love, right? So if it doesn't matter what happens or what you make a joke about, obviously at the end of the day, you know you, you still like, you love that right. person or whatever. So let the jokes fly. It, Anything's fair as far unless as Unless it's like a confident, like, you know, some secret you told that person in private that nobody's supposed to know. No, otherwise, no, else still. Is cool. Some people's tones, too. Like, who is, <laughs> who is the guy? See, I, I forget comics' names. There's so many. What's the guy's name? Dave Martin. No. <laughs> That's it? No. What was the guy's on the last on the Charlie Sheen roast? He was like the new guy that was everyone. Oh, Anthony Jeselnik? Yeah. Jeselnik. I liked his jokes and his writing, but his sure. tone was such a... Fucking prick! Did you get like I felt like I was a frat boy. I wanted to punch him in the face and leave the party. I've known Anthony since he started doing comedy. Don't see him headline. It's it's amazing how far he's come. I think it's amazing. He's right. Yeah. yeah, his tone is just very. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't ever see him headline because that is that is him. I mean, it's it's yeah. forty five minutes of that. I'm great. You're not. It works you know? now in America. Oh that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's what they want. They and want he gets that. away with jokes that some people would never I'm be able better. to get away with. He yeah. dated my old roommate. I used to make fun of him. I used to make fun of him behind his back to my girl, like to my roommate that was dating him. Because he's like, too yeah. awesome. No, I was like, oh my God, he looks like Blossom's brother. Not Joey Lawrence, <laughs> the other brother. Oh, no. Mayan Bielik, who were they? Oh, the other brother, okay. Yeah. You look like Blossom. Whoa, you got a lot of knowledge on the Blossom there, Dave. Well, I think she had like a, a breast reduction, or was that? Oh, no, that's, that's what that's what that's Punky, that's Brewster. Punky Brewster got that Punky done. Punky Brewster yeah. got the boob reduction. Um, but you know, I was always surprised it was no, like Bill Hicks wasn't brought up at all in the Dennis Leary roast. And all I'm the, sure that was a line. I think that was probably For a line. Sure. Don't bill up. Don't, bring it up don't even bring it up. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because every person that was on that show has benefited from Dennis, either acted in something or done his firefighter benefits or tied him somehow stand-up. So none of them would go near that. And you know what? It's sad because that is the elephant in the room. Everyone knows it. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. And people, I only watched to see if anyone did drop that. Yeah, because Dennis Leary produced his own roast. Of course, right. and it yeah. was kind of like do. I like Leary, but it was kind of my impression was that it was kind of was like his flunkies, like his circle around him. There wasn't any. I don't think Geraldo was Geraldo on that one. Um, no, because no. he wasn't a flunky, obviously. Well, him and Geraldo uh, butted heads yeah. right on that yeah. uh, Colin Quinn show. So I think if Geraldo was on that show. Yeah, I still up, think but... Geraldo's got the best seven minutes on the Larry the Cable Guy. That's still the best seven minutes I saw cool. of any of the roasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're doing a roast for a character. Yeah, why don't we have why don't we have a roast for Sponge, SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah, but, yeah, but just just the whole honesty of well, how did this fucking happen? It was just so perfect, you know. Like I I don't care about Larry the Cable Guy. 
I, I could care less. Well, those I are guess. all the people that are going to be like, I don't care what happened in that Batman movie theater. They're not going to take my gun away. Right. All those people are going to be like that. But yeah. it's just, and that, those are all. And these, my gas mask, I'm wearing that too. Fuck that shit. Well, they probably got tear gas canisters and ready for their uh, the, the second coming. What's just crazy about that story is some people thought it was like some kind of publicity stunt. Like well, some people thought it was a part of the movie. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I would too. It's like fucking. Yeah, it's too surreal. It's too weird. I've, I saw a shooting once, and it's very surreal. And like, if you saw, I mean, that guy's just so bizarre. Yeah. And but I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, I'm I'm uh, pro gun control. I guess if you know, if you just want to be black and white about it. But I I don't think you can ever legislate against the lone nut. You know, no. Norway has strong no. gun control, yeah. stronger than ours, right? right? It's more strict, right? And look what happened, you know, that yeah. fucking asshole last year. Yeah. So, but at the same time, at the same token, it's like you start reading the details of what this guy had access to, and you're like, 100 round drum? Yeah. Like, yeah. really? Like buckets of bullets at his place. And when they it's called his mom, from, yeah. you know, normally the mom is like, that's not my son. That's not, the, uh, it doesn't sound like my son. She was like, no, that's my son. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this, you know, it's like, it went from, when I started hearing stuff like that, and the the, la- the last year's shooting there of the of the Congress lady in uh, oh, yeah. Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It was the 30-round clip, and it's like, you know, it's gone from the right to bear arms to the right to stockpile murder weapons, you know, like yeah. mass murder weapons. Like 100 rounds. There's just, yeah, yeah there's like an outpouring of paranoia that people have. They uh-huh. just feel like the more that they, the guns they have, the safer that they are. Fear cells. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it also just was that Pete Johansson brought up a good point, too, about how uh, you can buy buckets of ammo over the Internet. And uh, but, you know, they they stop like uh, medication from like cheaper uh, prescription drugs coming in from Canada into the United States. Yeah. And that is just uh, it's just insane to me. That's just, you know, you can buy all the stuff that can make you kill someone, but all the stuff that could actually you know help someone in the long run, uh, they want to, you know, Put a price tag on. Well, I just I just was listening to DOA before I came here, and right. Bello Giafra and DOA they did that song. He's got that one line about the crack trade in the eighties in the neighborhoods. It's and the line is it's almost like somebody wanted it there, you know. Right. And it's the gun manufacturers have got a, you know the lobby down in the states. They have the you know the channels greased thoroughly. Well, and these politicians just keep uh, pandering to whoever is giving them more money. You know, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And may I quote the Beastie Boys? I figured out who makes the crack, suckers with the badges and the blue jackets. So that's <laughs> All right, well, from- we got to, we, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. I'm sure that'll be a line at the roast, no Colorado jokes. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe, who knows. Um, but uh, we are out of time, so uh, let's just give a shout out. If people want to get a hold of J.P. Nathan, how do they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Just Google me. Okay. There's several avenues there. All right. You and know. the uh, the festival is when? It's uh, August 9th through the 12th. Okay. And you'll be appearing there with many a great comic. Many great comics. And next week, Tyler's going to be in there talking about it. it. So that'll be great. Love and uh, all right. Thanks, JP. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for having me. Thanks, yeah. JP. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming out. Bye. My pleasure. Take it easy. I like show. Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hi, this is George Westerholm. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. 
All right, we're back from the break, and that was J.P. Nathan in the studio doing a little interview there. That was nice. Yeah, great Yay. guy. I've known J.P. a long time. It's good that he's back here doing the festival, and hopefully he can uh, make some roots here and come back. That would be a shitty use of a time machine if I went back to that gig that he was talking about, because I do yeah. not remember it ending like that. Well, that's what happens, Dave. Well, people that book not, you. Well, well, that does not necessarily mean what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an article in the National Post, which is our uh, one of our national papers in this country, if you're from the United States of America. And there was an article about uh, comedians. Uh, it was for Just for Laughs because it is coming uh, in about a month to Toronto, and it's happening right now pretty much in Montreal. And uh, they asked comedians to say who they also liked, other comedians. So it started out with one comedian saying, I find this comic the funniest. And then they interviewed that person. They said, this person is the funniest. And eventually, uh, three or four down, and Christina Walkinshaw was one of the comedians. Yeah, uh, Steve so Patterson. Steve he, Patterson. He paid it forward to me. He said, I'm painfully honest. And um, he doesn't know whether to hug me to share my good energy or punch me in the face for making him look bad. Oh, which I thought was very nice. That's nice. I was very flattered when now, I got that. Isn't that a backhanded compliment? Literally punch you, you know? <laughs> in well, a sense, in a sense. I think I it was it like was. a, hey, you're one of us sort of. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was Aww. very touched when I got that. And then I paid it forward to Graham Chittenden. Right. Because I think he's very funny. Right. And you love his twits and all that stuff. I like his tweets. And yeah. I said, I also think that it's cute that he has muffin, pictures of muffins on his business cards. Right. And that's pretty cool. And I called it on on Facebook. I posted a link to it uh, to get it out there. And I said, uh, a circle jerk, literally a circle jerk, or comic circle jerk in a good way. And Dave was... uh, having a problem with that post because he thought that was a negative thing to say. Well, I just I thought there was a negative connotation to a circle jerk uh, because I always thought the root of circle jerk came from camp where people would throw a, something in the middle of a circle of guys and everyone jerks <laughs> off onto it. Right, right. Isn't, isn't that it? Like, that is a circle jerk, but it's you're taking it very literal and uh, literally in terms of what I'm trying to make the point of is when comics just start congratulating each other in a big circle like this was. It's like a circle yeah. jerk. It's yeah, like, oh, you're great. Yeah. No, you're great. No, you're great. You're great. You're great. And you know that's what happens at the back of the comedy club sometimes on uh, open mic nights a bunch of young comics fucking patting each other on the backs going you're great oh you're amazing your rape joke is amazing and I <laughs> I fucking find it all lame it was well, just I, nice because it's not every day where we all like tell each other hey, and that's like, why I, I said like it, it. Yeah, in a good exactly. way it was yeah. a good way exactly that's what I said in a good jerk. way I, I, although, although my friend still was a circle like, jerk here's the other thing when, when I got asked that then I got really nervous because I was like oh my god like I know I should probably like I'm also like best friends with some of my Comedian friends, yeah, but I didn't want to, like, and you co-host a show two. with two other comedians, exactly. And I didn't want right. to, like, right. I didn't no want fucking it. muffins in here now. Trust no me, muffins in here. But I know <laughs> when I talked to Jenna Von Hagen about that, and then they pointed out something interesting. They're like, "Well, Jen did because she was like." Okay, so one of the there's two threads. One starts with Sugar Sammy, right? And that went like Sugar Sammy, Steve Patterson, and myself. And then I went to Graham, and Graham went to Mark Forward, Steve Dillon, or something like that. Anyways, and the other thread starts at Deb, and then it goes through, like... goes to Fraser, Rob Pugh, yeah. then Boyd, Boyd Banks, Banks, then, then Herb Paul Irving. Irving. No, Paul Irving. Paul Irving, sorry. Then Paul Irving to Brent Butt, and then Brent, Brent Butt, Butt to Lawrence Morgenstern, and then I Lawrence forget. Morgenstern to Rob Ross, Rob Ross to, to Mike, Mike Wilmot. Wilmot. Yes. And, uh, but it was interesting, because uh, Jen pointed out the fact that I was the only girl that actually got 
chosen in there. Like it started yeah, with they Deb started with Deb, right, yeah. right. So then I was like, that was another compliment. I was like, oh yeah. And then I could have paid it forward to another girl, but I like I wasn't. I never think about. But do people really gender. think you're a chick? I'm just like, probably not. Well, you fucking I've Belgian never burped burp on the air. I know. Like, Jesus I did, Christ. I know. I'm quite. I'm going to strip clubs. I'm yeah. belching too much. I drink too much. Yeah, you sell your friends I'm out on a dime. I'm a man with a Bing Bang. I yeah. know. Oh, I sell. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I guess what I was saying because I said something nice about it too. I said, oh, it, oh this is a very refreshing thing sure. to see a bunch of comics well, that aren't complaining about something. Right. It's and it's also it's I nice to see that uh, yeah we're we're yeah. patting each other on the back. And I just thought you could have used the word uh, the the phrase no. patting on the back rather than circle jerk. I mean, would you show up, would you show up to uh, would you go across the hall to get patted on the back because someone says something nice to, to about you? I'll pat you guys on the back right no. now. No, why wouldn't you? Well, I don't so really you would care. Go, oh, no, no, I'm just saying that uh, but the two phrases, I would rather show up to someone patting me on the back about something I did rather than someone uh, circle jerking yes, me. Yes, and it's comedy, Dave, and enough people already said something nice, so I said something, uh, you know, in a fun. funny it was way. Oh, no, I'm saying it was voice. fine. It was great, and yeah. I totally liked it. I, I was You're like, the one who had I, to go, oh, it was so beautiful. I, my tear ran down my <laughs> eye. Like, give me a fucking break. Give I me couldn't a break. even retweet her, like the journalist who did it. I right. couldn't retweet um, she mentioned me or whatever on Twitter this morning. I didn't want to retweet it because she made a typo, and then I was right. scared everybody would think that I made the typo. Yeah, when you I don't want to do that. Because she that. says every time I see one of Grimton's tweets, I want to retweet. Right. Retreat, she wrote. Retreat. And obviously, right. it's, like, it's like saying, oh my God, every time I hear Grimm's tweets, I, yeah. like, I have yeah. to like leave him. I know. And run away from him. Like, I have to go on vacation. I'm going to get pictures up. of uh, muffins on my uh, Twitter. You, know? <laughs> you guys I, need some more muffins in your life. Yeah. And then maybe I'll like you more. Uh, I like blueberry, nice. lemon, that kind of thing. Something okay. a little sour and fruity. All right. All right. We'll get that happening. Yeah. Hey, I talk more of this. Giant okay. pube in the middle of it from a strip club. That's what we'll do. We'll get a giant pube growing out of the middle of the That's all we need is muffins club. and strip clubs, boys. That's, it. That's and all we need. And that'll be a That's happy girl. Hey, you know what? If, if they had a bakery at a strip club, I think that would be pretty nice. It's smell be a lot pretty, better. That's yeah. for sure. Everyone. A lot of pie being sold. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> question the smell of yeast so much. So, <laughs> how can I not And go she bangs there? the table. Yeah. All right, that is the show. Oh shit! I'm not supposed to bang, the, bang table. the table. Sorry if you can hear me banging the table yeah, on the that's, air. That's I'm her. also starting to talk more. That's good. There that's, we go. That's I'm coming out of my shell. Stop I'll be the only the banging going on in this room. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No problem. Uh, Darren, where are you going to be in the up and coming weeks? Uh, this week, I'm going to Halifax to shoot stuff for the Mr. D show. So yeah. I'm out of commission. I had to cancel all my work this week. Uh, for the TV engagement. And then the next week on August 4th, I'll be in Bancroft, Ontario, and Ajax on the Thursday and Friday as well. Uh, so uh, check out my website for tickets for that. And uh, what about you, Dave? Where are you? Uh, I'm uh, nowhere spectacular, but what I'm uh, more concerned about is uh, people going to uh, CanadianComedy.ca and voting for us for a Canadian yes. Comedy Award. Anything goes yeah. with Darren Frost is up for a Best Radio Program. Go to that uh, website, CanadianComedy.ca. And Christina Walkinshaw is also uh, uh, nominated for yes, uh, Best, best uh, female, comedian. female Comedian of the Year. So please yes. vote for her. Vote, vote for her. And, uh, it's not her to be nominated. And, uh, I don't know, Pete Zedlacher or something like that. Vote for him. Okay, and I do also want to give a quick shout-out to Rick and Chuck. is released uh, on Monday of this week. A new video. They were on our uh, program a month or two ago with a really funny video, and they've done a follow-up. So please go to rickandchuck.com and check that out. They're going to be on a show in two weeks, and we'll be talking more with them. Uh, next week, Tyler Morrison and Mike Wilmot will be joining us. That's a big, All packed show. Right. And uh, where are you going to be this week? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm doing a couple bar gigs in Brampton next week, and okay. then uh, I'll be in Ottawa August 16th through 18th, and in Vancouver the week after. After that okay and one other shout out in October uh, Dave and I are trying to get our own show in Montreal uh, Quebec so if you are listening to us in that great province please uh, send us a message and help us get a show brought to you 
And then we're also going to Ottawa too, aren't we? Yeah, but yeah. we don't. That's later. <laughs> that's <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. yeah, that's confirmed. So I just want to say we're trying to get that gig going. So. Okay. All right, that's it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Comedy Whore, and Dave at Dave Martin World. At Walkin' Sauce. And at Walkin' Sauce. So, like and sauce. Uh, new episodes on iTunes, Dave, quickly. Uh, we just put up the uh, uh, George Westerholm episode, but we're going to have uh, the Deanne Smith episode coming up soon. Okay. And that was, uh, a, uh, that was a lot of fun. Deanne yeah, was great. Yeah. She was great. So, Okay, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Till next week, uh, enjoy yourself and enjoy the hot weather. And enjoy others. Way.